Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Barbie is a billion-dollar hit. Uh, the comedy starring Margot Robbie and Canadian Ryan Gosling topped more than $1 billion in estimated global box office re- receipts as of this weekend. Barbie uh, has hit that coveted milestone, and get this, just 17 days of release. Joining me now to talk a little bit about this phenomenon is uh, Rick Forchuk, TV Week magazine columnist and CKNW contributor. Rick, Welcome. Hello, Jazz. Well, were you expecting this at all, a billion dollars in 17 days? Uh, No, and yes. I wasn't (laughs) expecting it before the movie opened, but having been there on opening day and seeing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of mostly youngish women and girls uh, dressed in hot Barbie pink, and they were all there again the next day, I thought, wow, something's happening here. And the following weekend, it was just as crowded in theaters as it had been previously. So uh, that's when I thought, uh, yep, a billion dollars isn't uh, impossible, and maybe in a month. I didn't think it would be quite this soon. Uh, it did uh, a little over half uh, half of that domestically mm-hmm. Canada and the U.S., and the rest overseas. But uh, it's a huge number, and it, of course, has people who are theater owners and distributors saying the movies are back. The movies are really, really back. Now, this is a big, big ticket, and um, uh, Super Mario Brothers did a billion as well this year. Uh, Last year, Top Gun Maverick, the sequel, uh, did uh, very, very well. It did a billion, as did Avatar The Way of Water. So it's not unprecedented, but it's a great statement for the movie business to say we are indeed back. People are shelling out at the box office. They're showing up, and they're here to stay. That's uh, good news for them, Jazz. Uh, what is the pull of this movie in your mind? You're mentioning a lot of uh, young girls there, uh, but it hit a billion dollars. It can't be just one particular demographic. What is the specific pull in your mind that is driving this interest? Yeah, well, it's pretty smart, actually, uh, because uh, Barbie has been around for a long time. So the target audience for this is not just the youngish girls who are playing with Barbies, but it's their parents who had Barbies when they were young. And it's an opportunity for those parents, uh, particularly the moms, to be able to look back in time and say, this is what happened when I got my first Barbie. And look at this. Here I am in my 40s or my 50s, and uh, it's still there. There's still uh, this whole milieu of stuff that just used to belong to me. So I think it's a marketing genius uh, idea to have been able to take something that appeals very, very well to those uh, younger people and also appears so well to their parents. Hmm. I I think that's the key, Jazz. Um, You mentioned this earlier, but other movies hitting a billion over the last uh, couple of years. Um, You mentioned Top Gun, uh, Avatar. Um, Does this in any way... Uh, save the box office or save Hollywood? Or do you think they're just the structural challenges of viewing uh, patterns are so different now that movie business will never be the same movie business anymore? 
Well, I think that's true. I think the movie business won't be the same. However, uh, when we have Barbie, and we can't can't, uh, ignore Oppenheimer either. Mm -hmm. Oppenheimer did three quarters of a billion dollars in the same time frame as Barbie. So that's not just one phenomenon. That's that's a, a worldwide sort of thing that says, yes, these movies are worth seeing. They're worth going to. They're worth paying out money for. And we're not going to wait for streaming. We're going to see them right there. So I think that um, in many respects, uh, yes, the old Hollywood, the old uh, distribution racket or business is kind of gone. But um, we still want to go to movies and theaters, clearly. Uh, If we didn't, um, these movies wouldn't be making this kind of money. So, you know, I'd be making way too much money personally uh, if I really knew the answer to this, to to be sitting here talking to you. Mm -hmm. I'd be spending my billions on my yacht. But uh, I I think that um, we have a really great opportunity here for the distributors of films, not just in the Hollywood world, but worldwide to be able to say, yeah, people are still out there and they're willing to pay money for the right kind of product. Mm -hmm. Uh, One that's uh, produced properly and one that's marketed properly, Jazz. Yeah, and, and look, I haven't seen the movie yet. Uh, I have heard great things, good reviews, and good word of mouth on this. But ultimately, Barbie is still a movie made after a toy, just as the Transformers are, and just so like so many movies these days. Will we ever get back to a a period where we'll have movies that are more focused on everyday issues, um, realistic, uh, based on things that adults have to deal with? You know, the the, the movies of the 70s and 80s, in many cases, more character driven, uh, not that some of these movies aren't, but not built around, you know, uh, a toy conglomerate. No, you're right. And uh, Oppenheimer is a good example because it is, uh, unless you want to say that nuclear weapons are toys, and maybe for some nations they are, but um, that is a very human drama. It is very character-driven, and it's very relevant today because what Oppenheimer and his team did in the New Mexico desert in the 1940s has changed the world as we know it, and it continues to be changed because of the proliferation of nuclear weapons and uh, nuclear bombs. So, yes. Yes, there's still room for movies that speak to the, 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 the thing that is today and the thing that will be. And I think that, um, yeah, yeah um, named after a toy and Transformers, you make a good point. But there is still lots of room, clearly, uh, because, again... When I went to see Barbie Mm -hmm. and when I went to see Oppenheimer, I looked around in the theaters. I was amazed at Oppenheimer how many younger people were in the audience. I was really amazed. Uh, At least half the audience appeared to be 30 or under. And uh, then there was the usual uh, uh, white tops like the rest of us. But uh, um, I think that speaks again uh, to the clarity that the filmmakers brought to this and the ability to market it in such a fashion Mm -hmm. that people would say, yeah, that's relevant. I want to know more about this. We are speaking to Rick Forchuk, TV Week magazine columnist and CKNW contributor. We were talking about the phenomenon that is the Barbie movie hitting a billion dollars at the box office as of yesterday. They did it in just 17 days after release. Now, Rick, the other thing I want to talk to you about uh, was just movie theater etiquette. You know, going to the movies is still, you know, pretty special for me. You've got a massive theater, you've got great surround sound, and it just means enjoy the movie and be present. But more and more, um, you know, we're seeing bad behavior, especially folks uh, who have cell phones. It got to the point, uh, I was reading um, this weekend, uh, there was a U.S. theater chain, Alamo Drafthouse. They issued a tweet, uh, then they said, uh, quote, don't take pictures during the movie with the flash on. Don't even touch your phone during the movie. 
movie. Just don't. PSA over. So, I mean, obviously they were responding to many complaints uh, because of movie theater etiquette. Are you? Do you see some of that when you're out, uh, out and about watching movies? Yes, I see a huge amount of it. And um, uh, this morning when I clicked on my email, there was one from Bill Ryder. Now, Bill was a 1960s and 70s radio legend in the Vancouver area, mm-hmm. also part of Dr. Bandolo's Pandemonium Medicine Show. And Bill sent me uh, an item from the Toronto Globe and Mail mm-hmm. on exactly this topic. And he says, is this your experience? And I thought, man, did you ever strike a nerve? Yes. Every time I go to the theater, uh, and with more people in theaters now, it's worse, uh, we sit invariably uh, behind somebody that decides they're going to uh, read their email or they're going to text their friends or they're going to do real-time promotion and real-time uh, examination of this picture that we're seeing. And when you have one, two, three, ten, twenty, thirty people all doing that, it just becomes crazy. And yes, a lot of them, for some reason, want to take flash photographs of whoever's on screen, and that is very, very irritating. So uh, I have a lot more vitriol to expel on this one, uh, but for starters, I'll tell you, Jazz, it is a big, big problem. And to some extent, I think theaters are becoming victims of their own success right now, Jazz. Yeah. And is it generational? I mean, is it mostly younger? And I'm, I, could, I could be broadly generalizing here. Is it generational, though? It's mostly younger generation, used to cell phones, want to put stuff up on social media? Yeah, the cell phones are generational. They're the younger people. But uh, the other side of it is older people who are used, I think, used to watching movies at home over COVID and used to feeling like they're in their family room or living room Mm -hmm. and talking to one another about what they're seeing in very, very loud voices because a lot of folks at that age don't hear as well as they once did are talking and giving a running commentary as to what's going on. So over in one corner, we've got these voices going on when he says, Harold, what's he doing now? I don't know, Mavis. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a look and see what he's doing. Uh, while at the same time, we've got people texting and people taking pictures and people just generally making nuisances of themselves. And, and let me give you an example of um, how serious this can be. Um, uh, not very long ago, uh, I got firsthand, I was there actually, and saw this happen. Uh, there was a, a guy, maybe middle 30s, uh, mm-hmm. with us. I assume his son, maybe 12 years old, and uh, he had lit up the whole area with his big cell phone. It was one of the big phones. And an older lady, somebody in her late 60s, early 70s, went over and said, excuse me, sir, very polite, excuse me, sir, that's very distracting. Could you shut that off? Well, he swore at her using some choice expletives. And worse, at the end of the movie, Mm -hmm. uh, this couple left the theater. This guy was waiting for them and actually prevented them from getting out of the parking lot by blocking the the way with his truck. And then followed them as they tried to go home and harassed them all the way. So if you have a problem, go to see one of the staff members and say, look, uh, somebody's doing this. Uh, Don't try and take it on yourself because you never know uh, what you're up against in a dark movie theater jazz. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I think it is going to be up to movie theaters as well to to enforce some of those rules. It's unfortunate that you have to do that, but you get it, it, there has to be a strong line there because that's the only reason, the only way people actually learn. And it's unfortunate because you are paying a lot to go watch these movies between uh, the movie itself and 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 uh, food and hope, taking kids along and all that sort of thing. You do want it to be a wonderful experience and not uh, this kind of stuff get in the way. And it's rather unfortunate that it's happening more and more. But yes, manners are always in fashion and should remain that way that's for sure rick thank you thank you jazz good talking with you